I'm Molly O'Connor. And I'm Sarah Connell. And you're listening to Pop It. Oh, Sarah Connell Sanders. I keep messing that up. Well, Um, that is your name now. I'm married. Yeah. (laughs) All right. This is the podcast for popping questions. Popping bottles. And pop culture. This week on Pop It, we're chatting with Nicole Boucher. Boucher. Mm -hmm. And Shelby Reynolds, the women of Axe to Grind Barbershop. Too often we think of barbershops as traditional third spaces where men can congregate separate from work or home. The Axe to Grind team is breaking that mold one cut at a time by cultivating a diverse and creative presence in the community. Thank you for having us here. Yes, we're so excited. It's not often that we get invited to a barbershop. No, I don't know if I've ever been in a barbershop. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, how did you guys end up here? Yes, I was working at Blueberry in cosmetology school at the time and could get extra hours um, to shadow. So I went over to the barbershop after work and got in my hours and realized I liked that environment um, and I didn't want to work in a salon. And I went back to barber school to get my barber license. Um, I mean, I was at a salon barbershop for about six years and I started men's cutting like the second I went into there. But eventually over the years, I just got comfortable and I felt like I wasn't growing anymore. And then, like, a couple years ago when I was about 23, I found out I had rheumatoid arthritis, which takes, like, a huge toll on your body in any trade you're in. But, you know, I'm working with people all day. Eventually, doing women's hair got to be, like, so much on my body, just, you know, blow-drying my hair and, like, watching paint dry. It's a lot. (laughs) And it was great while it lasted, but I just grew to really love men's cutting. So eventually, I, after I had to go through all the motions and possibly give up my whole entire career that I loved, I was like, I'm going to go to barber school just get it done. And now here I am, Master Barber. See you later. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Is Axe different than the other barber shops that you've worked in? Uh, it is. I think that Axe like, stay true to themselves a lot, whereas other barber shops I've worked at, I feel like they put something on the TV that they think everyone will like, or it's just neutral, or they put music on that is neutral and everybody can enjoy like a dentist's office yeah exactly (laughs) just like oh let's put sports on because guys like sports like that's boring you know and here like we do what we want and it attracts those people that are you know axles (laughs) (laughs) did you say axle axles yeah yeah i like that little bit of marketing what does play on the tv and what kind of music do you guys listen to Oh my god! Oh boy. Everything, <laughs> literally everything. Um, what were we watching today? Everything like some wonderful, creepy things. I yes. think I saw the most gory movie of my life today. Today, and there was <laughs> like Netflix. little kids in the shop. Like, oh yeah, oh yeah. Music's yeah. like a good mix of like skatery hip hop and like underground, or just straight up death metal. Like no in between. It's just a. But then every once in a while, like somebody gets in a mood, like. Oh yeah, so Michael we'll turned on some like a, old school, like vintagey. You know, you gotta some super get that like, barbershop feel. Even the guys will put on some like super girly pop. <laughs> yeah, I'm imagining like, like what? you guys like listening to Aqua, like playing like Barbie Girl. Right, for sure. <laughs> people are like, what is going on here? Right, because everybody's phone connects to the Bluetooth. Sometimes I'm like, wait, who is playing this? Like, what are we doing right now? Yeah. And to give a sense of the space, we're sitting in antique furniture. Mm-hmm. There's an antique refrigerator over there. There's all kinds of like old timey um, artifacts is the wrong word. Yeah. But uh, little pieces of someone's past, I feel like, hanging on the walls and on shelves. Some memorabilia. Is there anything in here that has a story? 
I mean, there's a lot of local artists too. Yeah. Um, those on that wall were all done by Cop Juju, and they sell their art out of here. Shout out to Matt Cousins. A lot of the art in here is for sale. So yeah. With the old and with the new, it's always yeah. changing. And it's just random. Some Justin saw it and was like, "This is cool. I like this." Yeah, that Alex like done shop. stuff too. Yeah. Another friend of the pod. <laughs> He said to me that when he bought his first cop juju piece, and I think it's the one right behind you here, he had it in the back seat of his car and he almost got into an accident because he kept turning around to look at it. Like (laughs) he just was so enamored. I thought that was really neat. That I'm surprised nobody's bought that. The Freddie? The Freddie. I think it's a beautiful Freddie portrait. I have thought about purchasing that Edie Sedgwick. Yes. Hey everyone. There's there's a really cool Edie Sedgwick. Apparently, the only one not for sale is the B.I.G. Because yeah. it was the first, or? I don't know. I just think it was so it was a dope that Justin had. Yeah. That's my favorite one. One um, really cool thing I think about this place is I feel like at typical, like, barbershops or salons, the mirrors are always surrounded by, like, lights or, like, typical vanity stuff. And here they're surrounded by stickers of just, like, mm-hmm. local artists, local breweries, like, whatever <laughs> is happening. It's all there, which I think is very cool. Oh, yeah. It frames the face. So you mentioned that there's paintings for sale, so that could definitely get women in the door. The two of you are here and have had your own personal experiences as women working in a barbershop, and there must be moms who bring in all these kids. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Lots. So what can a woman expect when she walks into Axe Um <laughs> As, like, a traditionally male space. Right. Um, She'll be treated just like everyone else. Welcomed, you know. Yeah, what she's looking to get done. I mean, I mean, we do women's hair here, here too sometimes, you know, girls get undercuts or... Yeah, it's more about like long hair and short hair, usually, rather than men's and women's hair. Like, we can do pixies and we can do... Yeah, I mean, if a guy comes haircuts. in with women-length hair, it's not like we're not going to cut it, so... Right. Gotcha. I do feel like knowing that women work here, though, would be like, I would be like, oh, I could walk in there. Yeah. And be like, I think chop off all my hair, more right? Approachable, yeah. Yeah. And but I, as a mom, you're coming in with a kid, and like every single one of us have our own way of like catering to the kids. Justin will literally follow kid around and cut his hair. He just <laughs> is too freaked out by sitting in the chair. So it's like, you know, you're going to come and your kid's going to get a good haircut and have a good experience and not be like forced in a seat and snippets. <laughs> yeah. Oh, feel comfortable. It's a haircut. Mm. Everything's cute in here. It's fine. <laughs> Well, and I feel like now, too, it's like just the idea that kids are more diverse in the way that they react to sensory, Mm -hmm. like, events and stuff like that is, like, being able to respond to that appropriately is. It's a big deal. Yeah. We have a lot of kids that come in um, that are deaf, that um, have autism, that have, um, you know, they just need different accommodations for their haircut. And, I mean, we're happy to do that. Mm -hmm. A lot of the parents that come in. No, you know, this is, he's not going to be walking down the runway with this haircut, but we're going to get it done and he's going to leave happy. And every time it gets a little bit better, you know, if they leave with a good experience. So the next time they sit for a little bit longer and then we get there eventually. I mean, this is like technically my first barbershop because from where I was coming from, I wouldn't really consider that a barbershop. And I will say barbershop talk is a thing and I love it. And I am a sponge and I just soak it all up. Is it like gossip? No, that's the thing, because coming from working with women all the time, especially 40 women in one building, like, if it's not 
the clients, they're like, somebody's complaining about somebody. It's always a gossip, a drama, something. With guys, you come in a barbershop and you just shoot the shit all night and you just talk and make people look good. <laughs> and it's so much simpler, you know. Guys are not picky. No. <laughs> not at all. And I feel like uh, being a woman is an advantage in a barbershop rather yeah. than a disadvantage because, mm-hmm. I mean... Even just with barbershop talk, like, they ask for your opinion, you know? Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Female opinion. Well, I wonder, too, because of, like, the the stereotype and, like, societal idea that, like, women are better with, like, aesthetics and how things will look, men almost, like, trust you instinctively more based on this, like, weird, like, it is negative in one way, but then here, yeah, like, I'll make you look great. Yeah. I got an eye for it. Right. (laughs) I have a lot of guys that are, like... You know, they don't want to spend a lot of time doing their hair. And they're like, they don't want to say that. They're like, you know, so I just kind of like to take a shower and I don't know, comb it and go. And I'm like, dude, me too. Why do you think I shaved my head? Like, I don't like doing my hair either. Like, I'll give you a, a simple haircut. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's like chefs don't want to go home and cook dinner. That right. kind of thing. You're like, I've been doing hair all day. I'm not into it. Right. I definitely will like try and talk a guy into start starting to use props. Because, like, what I have to do every morning, you know, <laughs> it's a lot for us to look good in the morning. You guys, you get up and you look pretty good. Now, I have a friend that started coming here. His name is Mike Petrucci, and he left with a mullet. Now it's his look. He's really owned it. He's rocking it. But can you tell us about the rise in popularity of the mullet? My boyfriend wants a mullet. Or the resurgence, I guess. Yeah. Mullets yeah. are not just, like, a hick thing anymore. Like, you know, there's so many different ways to do it. There's, like, First phase, you know, throw a little design on the side. Those racing strips, guaranteed to make you run faster. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, nothing like a good old flow in the back and, like, a nice crispy clean, like, something on the side. Do people come in asking for it or do you talk them into it when they're like, I want something crazy? I feel like you can easily persuade someone nowadays to get a mullet. I think, too, now it's, like, this generation people around our age who grew up like watching like the which blink 182 music video is it where tom has that like the blonde mullet i think it's what's my age again yeah and that's all i can think of and i'm like everyone we all want to be blink 182 right (laughs) like that's part of it it's funny because i had a friend with hair like longer than yours Mm -hmm. one day i turned it into a like a men's regular i'm like i don't know we just got to do something cool like i'm gonna give you a mullet with like a little crop in front (laughs) or something every time he comes in now it's just like do your thing, freestyle. That's awesome. Do you switch it up or stick with the standby? I like to switch it up because you can't be cookie cutter. You don't want to do the same thing on everybody. Well, and if you can find someone who like has that level of trust with you, then you get to kind of play with it, right? And those are the funnest ones that come in. They're just like, do your thing. Because as long <laughs> as you know they're comfortable getting something totally different, we're one of the shops that offer that. Because everybody here is new with the trends. They're in with it. And it's not like an old school thing where, you know, we've been doing it for 50 years and we just want to make that extra buck. It's like we like it's an art now. The whole game has changed. Are there cuts that you love to do and then cuts that you dread when people ask for them? Not really. Yeah, I, I did say so. <laughs> I mean, I think if somebody comes in asking for something super basic and you can tell that it's something they've always got. Right. Like you're coming into a new space, like you're clearly looking for something different. So it's our job to like have that vision of what would look good on you and just convince you to feel comfortable enough to trust us to make you look great. And educate people about their own hair. Some people come in with like 
really thin blonde hair and they show you a picture and it's a guy with thick black hair and you have to be like, okay, well, this isn't going to work. You know, let's find something that works for you. Or even like um, when I did work over next to WPI, a lot of the kids would come in for career day and they would be like, just shave it off. Be like, well, you can look professional without just shaving your head. You know, there are other haircuts that uh, will work for that. They just didn't know. So you kind of have to guide them in that direction. Mm -hmm. So are you both from Worcester? Oh, yeah, I am. I am also a Worcester girl. Where did you go to high school? I went to Worcester Tech. Mm-hmm. And did you, was your shop cosmetology too? You because... know it. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you end up at Axtergrin? I was just looking to move on to something better and eventually like a spot. So because I had something lined up or I was like trying to, you know, my, my old job knew that I was trying to move on. So they didn't want to risk the, you know, taking the clients and whatever. At the end of the day, business is business. But I came here to hang out because there was an event going on one day. And it just so happened Justin had a spot open two days a week. And I was always like, I love this spot, but I don't think there's ever going to be availability there. So by the grace of God, two days a week, I took it. And then eventually just worked my way into full time. You just got to show up. Yeah. <laughs> and this was like my top spot. I was just like, there's no way I can get in there. I don't know. And you've only been open a year year, or two? Just over a year, just Mm -hmm. a few months, yeah. I actually went to barber school with Justin. So um, we've worked together at another shop as well. We've kept in touch over the years. Our kids are the same age. They always want to see each other. So, yeah, he asked me to come. And when it was just him and Mike, it was just him and Mike for a long time, and they needed help. So he asked me to come help him out. And then I just (laughs) stayed, yeah. And then I was like, wow, I like this better than anywhere else I've ever worked. So cool. (laughs) You mentioned that there was an event here. Is that something that you guys do a lot? I think we're definitely working on making a lot of new things happen in here. Like there was a little pop-up and, you know, the girl, she like sold cookies and stuff like that. And it was a good day. But we're looking to have a lot of different types of things coming in here. As much as possible. Yeah, whatever. Definitely expanding. So cool people want to do cool things in here. Awesome. Last year and this year. Yeah, and next week we're so excited to share that we have a few more artists who are coming a little bit late to work with the, the local youth for powwow. So we're really excited we about that. The scoop. If they need uh, any haircuts, we'll make sure to send them over. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. That would be awesome. So let's see. Which celebrities have the best hair? First thing that pops in my head is David Beckham, just because he started the pompadour trend. He Well, he like did so much, too. Like, starting in, like, 1996, right, like, every single thing that he did was a trend that then people fell mm-hmm. into. He bleached his hair. Yeah. yeah. I believe at one point he had cornrows. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. so. He, like, in the 90s, he started, he, ha- he like, he has done everything, and I think every time he does it, the pompadour is definitely one of them, where then it's just, like, everyone's like, that's so cool, yeah. I have to do that. All the soccer players and football players, like, whenever the World Cup happens, I always get kids coming in with pictures of, like, all different styles and designs that they have and they want to copy it's very specific yep. anyone with like slightly longer hair that you could think um, of theo vaughn he has a great mullet <laughs> if you guys don't know who theo vaughn is he started out on the real world yep. yeah and now he's a stand-up he's comedian. A comedian he has his own podcast yeah he's hilarious he's great he and does have nice hair yep that gender neutral haircut he calls it mm-hmm. that's how karamo started too right he was real karamo world? was on the real world philadelphia uh-huh. yeah 
Yeah. And now he's spawning careers. Right. Now he's a star of queer Exactly. Mm-hmm. Anthony is the real star oh of queer eye. <laughs> How do you feel about him? He, As a model barber. He's amazing. He has longer hair. His hair's so shiny. Oh my God, it's so great. I can't. Every time he comes on the TV, I'm like holding on to the couch. I've recently gotten really into Bobby. I think once he started really? telling a little bit more of his story, mm-hmm. like after the first season, I was like, wow, like yeah. this guy. So now every time he talks about his background, I just start crying. <laughs> like Bobby. Well, with Jonathan, what I love is that like it could be so simple. He is the easiest one because he can mm-hmm. make a drastic change and it can be a makeover and the scene would be over. But he makes these connections with everybody. Absolutely. So nice. And I love on that show when Jonathan goes to do the hair and he's like, okay, I'm going to bring in a barber because I don't know how to do this. I'm mm-hmm. like, thank you. Yeah. I was like sitting there like, please don't try and do this, Jonathan. <laughs> yeah, because there are some that he's like very comfortable with. And mm-hmm. then sometimes he's like, I'm going to step aside. Yep. Wait, so is Anthony the food guy then? Yes. Yes. Oh, I had them switched. So cute. Mm -hmm. He loves dips. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, who doesn't love dips? No, I love dips too, but I mean, like, I just think it's funny. There's, like, a whole thing online of people just kind of teasing Anthony about, like, not actually knowing how to, like, cook anything. (laughs) He just teaches people to make dips. Here's guacamole. Right. Here's five things you can mix together. Exactly. But a landmark of that show is that they don't just worry about aesthetics. It becomes more than that, right? Where you're developing someone's character. Have you made relationships and friendships through your job here? For sure. Of course. I feel like I work with my best friends. <laughs> we go on vacations together. If we're not working, we're out on Shrewsbury Street. You know, we're always together. What are the best spots on Shrewsbury Street to hang out? Well, man, if you like Chinese food, I love Kanichi. I could. I was eating there like three days a week at a point until I started getting parking tickets. <laughs> and yeah, um, Sim Jang has some bomb miso soy chicken wings. Those are my favorite. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The pine's a good drinking spot. Pine is fun. Dancing at Valentino's. Oh yeah, yeah. how did I leave that out? Oh, because good. Nick works also. at Valentino's and we live there. Valentino's Valentino's also has a great bathroom and I remember going there because we always talked about the bathrooms at Redemption Rock which are also great and then I went in there one time and I was like oh Danny's like gotta get on this there's like bobby pins Tide sticks. Oh, Actually, yeah. she did have tide sticks for a while, but there's, and there's so always like a much gang, in there. Gang of girls walking yeah, out of there's there. There's so much in that bathroom, so I was like, ooh. So Danny, it? if you're listening, like you gotta you gotta check out Valentina's bathroom and like see what's up because you got some competition yeah, you can't for the best bathroom in the city. The amenities. Yes. Can so many amenities. That many options for dry shampoo. <laughs> we'll be in there forever. There are a lot. No, Molly, you had some um some news about Ariana Grande's yes, hair. Yes, because we were talking about hair. It's not about her hair, what? but she does have great hair. Well, it was the segue is like, she's great hair, right? Okay. It's amazing. Yeah, but. She has. Okay, go a on. Pony she ball. probably has the extensions. Right. Yeah, yeah. Well, she wears a ponytail extensions because she was on that Disney Channel show and they made mm-hmm. her dye her hair red every other week yeah. for years. Cat, so it destroyed her hair. Yeah. So she was like super low self-esteem about it and she would wear this fake ponytail to hide it. That makes so, sense. So the news was that for the first time ever, she was like, no she ponytail. posted a picture with her hair down. What was your oh, news? Really? Oh, she's suing Forever 21. What? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I saw that. <laughs> um, so apparently Forever 21, like, contacted Ariana Grande and were like, we want to do, like, a thing with you where, like, you can have, like, a small line of whatever. Like, you know how they do that, like, those places. She did one with um, H&M, right? 
She has one with H&M. Yeah. It's like all has those seven rings yeah. on it everywhere. Yeah. And I think that what happened, it fell through because her people were like, you were not meeting Ariana at like a fair market rate for a celebrity of her stature, basically. Like they weren't going to pay her enough. And she was like, no, because like she knows what her brand is worth. Mm-hmm. So then what happened is Forever 21 ended up putting out a line that they were like, Ariana loves this. They were like posting things <gasps> on Instagram. What? That like used like, the Ariana approved. So like right. basically like they didn't say Ariana approved, but it was like implied. And then what they did was they hired a model and they dressed her and styled her exactly <laughs> how Ariana looks in the Seven Rings video. And so she's suing for like infringement and like, yeah. her no, likeness like stealing her likeness or whatever mm-hmm. and then they were like they're trying to counter sue but then at the same time so like this all happened and then someone from rupaul's drag race was like well you stole that from me like the seven <laughs> rings look oh, so it's no. just like a whole oh, boy. thing that's, that's happening all these yes but it was just like it was just insane like i was i heard about it on the radio and i was like this is wild so i read about it that reminds me Pete Davidson, who dated her for a uh-huh. while. And then his relevance, I know you love Pete Davidson from Saturday Night Live, <laughs> but his relevance grew tenfold. Yeah. And his Instagram oh, following grew tenfold. Mm-hmm. And now he's run through like a few different girlfriends. And he has <laughs> another new girlfriend, Margaret Margaret Qualley, right? Yes, who is Andy McDowell's daughter. And she, well, is being accused basically of like dating this guy so that her Instagram following would go up. So I had a would you rather, but Ooh. I wanted to know... <laughs> Would you rather find out that your partner was using you for followers or would you rather that your celebrity partner never acknowledged your existence on social media never posted anything about you or any pictures of you? I mean, I wouldn't mind if they used me for followers if they also really liked me. I don't know. I think that the subtext is that you're like Margaret Qualley and people are saying she doesn't even like Pete Davidson. She just wants her Instagram followers to go up. Like I'm her? Yeah. Well, I'd be pissed if they thought that. But I'd just be like, I love Pete Davidson. <laughs> He's so tall and cute. Um, can I just throw this in there? The Axe to Grind is trying to hit 10,000 followers so we can do that swipe up thing on oh our my God, stories. Yes, the business. Yep. So we need 10,000 followers. Gotta follow. It's so, just at Axe to Grind. At Axe to Grind, yep. Yeah, Axe to Grind Barbershop. I was going to say, Axe to Grind Barbershop. At Axe to Grind Barbershop. Let's do it. We're going to help you out with this. <laughs> I would rather my partner never posted anything of me. Yeah, I'm fine with that, too. But, like, loved me. I, think, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, the world just requires way too much attention nowadays. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could go mm-hmm. either way. We all think we're on the cover of Vogue or something. <laughs> well, even right now, we've got a photographer here. And I was like, oh, I'm going to wear these really cute shoes I got you from Sweet Jane. Yeah. <laughs> because I'm getting my picture taken. But we all have this, I don't know, I think it's good. My husband doesn't post things on social media very often at all. I think his last and first post was in 2015. <laughs> yes. I'm pretty sure. You've, ta- you've tagged him more than once and I've clicked on it every time. I'm like, how is this? I didn't even bother. I was like, I'm not going to follow this fake account. You probably made. So. <laughs> he made it yeah. when he was going to propose. He like needed pictures. I don't know. Oh my God. That's so he needed to like find them on yours. Yeah. <laughs> but I thought it was weird. I was like, I wonder, yeah, why he created an Instagram today. There you Next go. thing you know, I was engaged. <laughs> um, so I had another would you rather that's like kind of hair related, but not really. First of all, because it's Justin Bieber who has some iconic, like, I don't even know what you would call that, that flip. I um, can't say it on a microphone, but, you know, I can do the action. We just. Yeah, that's it. (laughs) Yeah. Do your neck to the side. Is there a name for that? 
The swoop. The yeah, swoop. swoop. The swoop. It's a swoop. The skater car. Just... Yeah. Or the flow. It's what all the eighth grade boys would call it. The flow. Yes. Yeah. But he brought his cat to the gym this week. And there were a ton of paparazzi. <laughs> Wait. He brought, so he brought his cat to the gym this week in the cat carrier. And everyone's like, in okay, Justin Bieber, like, you're rich and famous enough that you could probably find someone to take care of your cat. What are you thinking? So my question for you is, would you rather bring your cat on the treadmill or to like a Zumba or step class? You know, like some sort of group class where there'd be a lot of people. And you have to keep the cat on a leash the whole time attached to your wrist. The leash is attached to your wrist. I love the idea of a cat on a treadmill. All right. I guess treadmill, I could control how fast or slow it's going. I just think it would be so cute and funny. I think it would be hysterical to watch them freak out in the middle of a Zumba class just running between everybody as they're stomping around. I'm not a cat person. I'm not either. Cats terrify me. I choose no cat. (laughs) I choose Um, no no cat. Is he trying to like (laughs) reconnect like rekindle a friendship with Taylor Swift by bringing his cat to p- random public places. Ooh, because they've had a falling out over Scooter Braun, but yes. I don't understand why. Can you give me the 30 second oh, recap? Boy. Hold so on. Scooter Braun's his longtime oh, yes. manager. Yes, and the reason that the reason for it is that Scooter Braun bought Taylor Swift's catalog from her. <laughs> They're gonna say cat. Yeah, from her, <laughs> from her previous label. Um, and Taylor was like, they never offered it to me to buy it. It's like so cruel that he did this. Like he treats women in the industry really crappy. So he just bought all her music? Yeah. It's something that it's, or like the, like the masters. Gotcha. So he owns like the masters to anything that she recorded with her previous label. Mm-hmm. Um, and similar stuff has happened in the past. Like in the eighties, Michael Jackson and Paul McCartney were like friends. And then like two weeks later, Paul, Michael Jackson was like, I bought the Beatles back catalog. And Paul McCartney was like, what is wrong with Wait, you? Why didn't you ask me? We could have gone halvesies, that kind right. of thing. No, just like, why did you do that? My friend, my friend's dead, and now you own this. It was just like crappy. I have a lot of feelings on Michael Jackson right now, anyways. But anyways, that's one of the crappy things that he did. We don't listen to Michael Jackson. No, yeah. Good. Yeah. I, we leave it on the playlist just so we can be like, fuck him. Change that. <laughs> yeah. I have this theory that with R. Kelly, I will not hit play because he still gets money no. whenever you press play. And that's awful. He's been accused of, well, not accused. You, he's now he's been charged. Yeah, yeah, he's been charged at this point. For kidnapping all sorts of things false imprisonment taking advantage of young girls yeah and that's the hard part is i'm thinking when i was a kid i knew all these jokes i'd heard them like why didn't we ever do anything Mm -hmm. um not that 12 year old me was gonna go defend whoever (laughs) our kelly was imprisoning right it was something or we all still loved remix to ignition you know even though we knew he was a bad guy crush up the kitchen so now (laughs) i have the self-control to not listen to it me too and that one was really hard for me but Michael Jackson, he clearly messed up his kids, and they're the ones who are getting the money for it now. So when it comes on, I don't like freak out, you know. Yeah. Or R. Kelly, I could be like, nope, I don't know, I won't listen to this. Michael Jackson, I'm letting it happen, knowing that he's it's gone. For Paris, he's not going to get any of the money. <laughs> and blanket. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Prince Michael the second. Oh, After the other one, his first child is Prince Michael the first. <laughs> The only other thing we wanted to cover was we were curious <laughs> if you know about Rosie O'Donnell's connection to the city of Worcester. She's no dating a Worcester cop? That's yes. right. Yeah. And, and so, okay, the last second, we got like really into this. We're like, oh my God, we got to track down Rosie O'Donnell. Yeah. How random it's is this? Worcester doesn't really have celebrities except for Joyner Lucas. Yeah. And, and it sort of started as a joke. Yeah. Where we were like, 
ha, let's find Rosie. We love her. Did Rosie used to have a mullet or was that just like a... She had a weird like 90s... She had like a 90s alternative lifestyle haircut. (laughs) Like, you know, before she came out, (laughs) she was like sort of showing and not telling, right? Um, I don't think it would be like a mullet straight up. Yeah. But she has been dating that Worcester cop and she went to the Christmas party for the police department at Funky Murphy's like last year. And that was the only sighting, the only confirmed sighting that we had. Oh, we're getting some photo evidence right now of Rosie's mullet. Like mullet is good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's like oh, 80s that's Rosie happened. too. Like super I didn't even, 80s. Yeah, that's that's stand up. That's stand up Rosie. You, Unity Mike. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. At Unity Mike. <laughs> UnityMike.com. <laughs> But um, Rosie was sighted this past weekend in Worcester. Uh, twice, actually. Very close to both this location and where Sarah and I live. Yeah. <laughs> On Thursday, I got a text message that her fiance had been walking the dog in somebody's apartment complex right outside. And then I got this frantic text maybe a half hour later, like, oh, my God, Rosie just picked her up from out front of the building on Main Street on this, like, really busy intersection. Yep. And I'm like, no way. What? No way. And then sure enough, the next night. She was at Redemption Rock. Mm-hmm. So she's her street spot. Right. Yeah. Right. Around X to grind. Yeah. So, like, Rosie... If you want a haircut, yeah, go get a haircut. Yes, yes, this is Rosie's spot. I made a joke too. I said we need to get like a bat phone for Rosie, like get like a Google phone number that people can be like, "I saw Rosie here." Like (laughs) like, Molly must know. Yeah, (laughs) sighting. But that's a little that's a little like gawker stalker for me. So I don't know, like 2004, like harsh internet vibes. So maybe not. What would you even say if you ran into Rosie? Right, I know. That's what uh, now we're like. is offering you a free mullet to take you back 20 years. Right. You know? yeah. Now we have something to say to her. Exactly. Instead of being like, we have a weird podcast. We have a haircut we talk for you. About you yeah. Right. <laughs> hey, do you need a haircut? And they'll be like, why? Do you cut hair? No, no, no. no but know. I know this great spot. <laughs> yeah. I think you'd be really into it. So to conclude, Rosie, come on, pop it, and we'll hook you up with Nicole and Shelby, and they're going to make you look like a million bucks. Rosie, 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 Rosie. You used to make a Rosie song. We haven't done it in a while. Rosie, 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 Rosie. That was it. It was just us saying, like, kind of singing the name Rosie. Rosie, Rosie, Rosie. Mostly Rosie. talking. Yeah, mostly speaking it. Well, but yes, we want her to, Rosie, come on, pop it. Hashtag Rosie, come on, pop it. Hashtag Rosie, come to act. Act to Ryan. I can't talk anymore. <laughs> it's been a long week of school. It has. Mm-hmm. Well, I have been Sarah. And I have been Molly. Thank you for making our city so dapper. We really yes. appreciate it. Um, and for pushing your way into a space that wouldn't traditionally host women and like owning it and becoming a part of it. That's really I love cool. it. Goodbye. Yeah, we'll see you later. <laughs> have you signed up for this year's Veterans Inc. Run for Veterans 5K on November 2nd? They're expecting more participants than ever before. The race starts at 10 a.m. on Franklin Street with an after party to follow at the beer garden.